Hello, and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeiker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in, ready to go. Loaded week for you guys today. We got some wrestling topics. We're talking wings, and we're talking, obviously, the college football playoff. We are recording as of right now at 11.23 a.m., so we do not know the Final Four as of this recording, so you guys are going to hear our live reactions, our early initial impressions. Um, I mean, shit, we could have spent a whole day last night, Mike, just getting on here and doing a quick episode just on all the scenarios Mm -hmm. and how they could really mess this up or do good, I guess. I don't know. Someone's going to be pissed no matter what happens today. Well, you know who's not going to be pissed? Michigan Wolverine fans, that's for damn sure. But we'll get to it later on in the show. Mike, I figure we could start out, though, before we talk wings, before we talk, do kind of our wrestling update. Um, I think we should talk about the Pistons. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> that's the best that's fantastic um mm-hmm. so their uh their streak has been extended to 15 okay um went winless in november mm-hmm. they almost won against the knicks mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> anything else you got on that one anything um, at all so I, mean, I do want to add i guess okay I, I, do you have a uh, subscription to The Athletic by chance? I do not. Okay. So James Edwards, right? I think we probably follow him on Twitter, but he's yeah. like one of the Pistons guys right from The Athletic. Uh-huh. And he was like, they did, he did like a 15-question, or it was 14 at the time, a 14-question to, to commemorate the 14-game losing streak. Okay. <laughs> and he said that there is, under no circumstance, any pressure on this front office right now. Like no one's in mm. danger of getting fired yet. Does that infuriate you at all like it does me where there's not even like that iota of like guys like they because they said apparently according to James Edwards, he said, look, going into the year, they knew they were going to be bad because they had some injuries, new coach coming in, new schemes. Like there was a lot of that. First off, I went new schemes. It's basketball. Figure it out. Um, They've all been running the same 12 things over and over again. But um, they said new scheme, new coaching staff, new kind of philosophies, all in addition to injuries happening and not necessarily having the most cohesive unit because you got guys coming back from injury and everything else like that. Um, all that to say, we can throw every excuse out of the book. The sun was not at the right angle, according to the earth, and then solar flares, and then there was a shooting star, and then somebody flushed the toilet on the wrong day. And this is why they're terrible. Oh, okay. At what point do we stop saying, giving every possible excuse and just go, this team is terrible and we need to figure something out in the world? Here's, here's the thing. With almost every other time in, in like Detroit sports that we've been covering the show, you can go, okay, here's kind of a path, right? That mm-hmm. you can see them going down to kind of, okay, they suck, they tank, they get a couple high draft picks, right? They maybe, you know, they can, like baseball, it's very much, you can throw money at the problem and it'll go away, right? Yeah. With the Lions, it was, okay, Get Fat Patricia out here. Get Bob Quinn out. Okay, you've once you nail the GM hire and you draft well, things will turn around. A la ta da, right? The Wings. It's okay. They got Iserman. All right, now it's okay. We have a proven track record of developing a team from the ground up, and mm-hmm. you know we're going here with the Pistons. We thought we had that, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't happened. What the hell is the is the is the plan here? Because it's not like they have a big star they can trade mm-hmm. right now. I mean, technically Cade, but they're not doing that. That's just dumb. But yeah. outside of that, there's no tradable assets. 
and there's nothing available to you. You have money, so I guess technically you could throw money at the problem in the offseason, but I'm guessing that's not really going to solve your problem in the meantime of losing a record amount of basketball games. So mm-hmm. what the hell do the Pistons do? Because I don't see a way outside of them just magically coming together that anything's going to happen, at least in the very near future. Yeah, I mean, the only way they can, I feel like, be good in the next years yeah. or so is you have to you have to just sell everything. And that includes Cade. You would have to sell everything to have yeah. any kind of resemblance of a chance because you have to you have to try the like the OKC method, yeah. which is sell off literally anything and everything that you have mm-hmm. and get like 21 first round picks but, and just but, but you don't have but the, you're missing on those picks too. That's the other problem. Well, that's yeah. And then you like obviously like getting rid of the front office and getting yeah. a new GM that could maybe scout and find good players would also be nice. Yeah. But sticking with the mantra of oh yeah, we just have a first and a second round pick every year is not going to expeditely change your mm-hmm. team because, like we know in the NBA, you know, your draft is kind of like hockey where it's like, yeah, it takes like two or three years to actually like Yeah, get well, you unless you're speed. a top two pick, it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those. And even like a Cade or an Anthony Edwards who mm-hmm. was the number one overall pick, yeah, there are just some years yeah. where it's like it just takes you two or three years just to get your feet well, on you and go. And the other thing too is it's like, you know, they were doing something that I actually really agreed with back in the day, right? Which was, hey, we're going to take on bad contracts because we have the money to do it to acquire draft capital, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I like that philosophy a lot. However, we're like in year four of this now. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of taking on bad ca- you need to go. You need to go get guys, like mm-hmm. actual basketball players, not the remnants of a Dwayne Dedman or whoever, right? Like you need actual dudes. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand... Why there's not a bigger sense of... Now, Grant, there's not a whole lot they can do right in this current circumstance, right? Obviously. But, like, there seems to be, like, no panic. There seems to be, like, nothing. Like, this is all... If this was year one, I would be a lot less frustrated. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're like, hey, look, we just... You know, if, like, if we were just coming off the Blake Griffin experiment, right? And you're like, okay, look, we're going to be bad. Mm-hmm. This is going to suck for a minute. But we have a plan. We're, we've been bad for the last several seasons now. And it hasn't gotten any better. I don't know how Troy Weaver can sit in his office with his smug confidence and go, no, no, this is all going according to plan. When you've got guys like Marvin Badgley and James Wiseman, and I guess I'm, I'm not going to include Isaiah Stewart, but I kind of want to include Isaiah Stewart, who you just paid, and Killian Hayes, and all these guys who can't shoot the basketball playing minutes for you. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how this is a, an acceptable state of affairs at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, Bojan's back. Woohoo! Sure. So, sure. But at what point does everyone go, this is just stupid? I'm telling every Piston fan out there to listen to it. The four that are left, okay? Because at this point, right, the, um, what's it called? LCA at this point has to sound like this when the Pistons go out there. There's no way. That, like that or this. You want one of those two. Like, it's terrible. It's not good. So the fact that, like, they shouldn't be on even television anymore. Play, give me a replay of something else, mm-hmm. because at this point, what has the organization given you to tell you, hey, like, good times are coming? Mm-hmm. They've done nothing. That's They've rough. done absolutely nothing. It's abysmal. And there's like a whole bunch of teams that have like gone through rebuild and come back, rebuild yeah. and come back. Yeah. By the time you're just sitting here at right. two wins, like yeah. Orlando and OKC yeah. are both just like, oh yeah, we're at like 13 wins. Yeah. And, like, two years ago, they were, like, the bottom feeders with you. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, where have you gone? Now, OKC had the benefit of having, like, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, an and actual all, tradable and, and asset. Like, and, like, yeah. people that they traded for, like, four first-round picks and yeah. stuff where they could just, like, have that 
chest of just like yeah. Paul George's in the world of just like, oh yeah, we got like 12 first round picks from these guys mm-hmm. so we could rebuild faster. And also the SGA trade might have been like a finesse job yeah. from the Clippers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like OKC, Orlando's done it more in the normal way of just using first round picks, getting guys that are good and mm-hmm. developing, developing them and now they're good. Um, yeah. yeah, Pistons are a it's little, bad, a little ways away. It's bad, dude. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't even watch it anymore. I tried. I can't do it. It's just bad. It's just so bad. Like it just. It's it's probably the worst basketball team I've probably seen play in probably at least ten years. Like yeah, I mean it's the worst like Detroit team I've watched. I'm talking about just in general. I've They're wa- not good. I've watched them. They're not teams. good, dude. They're really bad. I know they are. Like even though seventy like even I give like that seventy sixers team who set the record right mm-hmm. for most losses a pass because they were actively going out of their way to lose mm-hmm. they're not go the Pistons are not like no no we're gonna tank it away because we're gonna go get Victor no 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 this is uh we're trying and we're just terrible true you know what I mean yeah. it's like totally different I it's just it's rough it's bad they're just not good. No, it's terrible. Let's 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 it. shift to a more positive topic. Let's talk some Red Wings here. Mm-hmm. They make a they make a bit of a splash, I would say, at least in name value, if nothing. One hundred percent. Patrick Kane. I never thought I would say the sentence is a Detroit Red Wing. I was a little shocked by that. Yeah, one year, two point seven five million, so pretty cheap. Uh, the line, or the lines, the the Wings still have plenty of cap space in terms of if they want to make a trade at the trade deadline. They're firmly in a playoff position right now. I think they've won four out of five. Um, yeah. They're they're looking good. DeBrinket's here still, right? He's killing it. Um, you know their goalie situation is still a little bit weird. Um, I know Alex Lyon's it's, it's been, been it's it. been decent the last yeah like, four or five. Li- games, Alex like, Lyon guy's stretch. been really good, but I don't necessarily know if he's going to be the guy long term. I don't know. Anyway, but going back to the Patrick Kane thing though, right? What if anything? So I'm not. I don't necessarily want to get into the impact of Patrick Kane himself. I think that's kind of too premature, right? You don't know what he's going to look like. Uh, off of this hip resurfacing and all that good stuff. Um, But I do want to ask you more in terms of what does this signify, right? Because coming from the talking of, you know, the dumpster fire that is the Detroit Pistons, talking about the wings, you know, we've kind of been at, we kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, are we going to start like pushing for playoffs here? Because at some point, you know, all this patience needs to pay off. Whereas now you look at all the signings that they made combined now with this, where you're bringing in a veteran guy who is a future hall of famer, um, has some history with your, your biggest acquisition in a long time. And Alex to and a guy who actively chose to come here, right? He had his option. He could have gone a lot of places. I know Boston was interested, uh, he's from Buffalo. He was interested in going there. Um, Toronto, um, but he chose to come here and you actually were like, no, no, yeah, we're going to sign Patrick Kane. It very much feels not necessarily like win now, but definitely, Hey, we're expecting to make a push and to make the playoffs mm-hmm. at this point. Is that kind of what you're getting from this move as much yeah. as I am? Well, I, yeah, I looked at it as more like you're just becoming like a more attractive market to go, which you've always been. In yeah, terms you've always of, been because you're, because you're the original six. Yeah, right? you're the OG six yeah. and, and all that. So you are relatively, but like you even know in the NFL, you could yeah. be one of the OG teams or right. in the NBA. And nobody wants to come. But like if you're just a dog shit team for just for any oh, yeah. period of time, no one's going to want to go there. Right. You know, when the Lakers. The Lions. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the Lions have never really been like yeah. a great team anyway right. to go to. Right. But like when the Lakers in the NBA, mm-hmm. there was that time span after they were winning their championships in like 2011. 
in like 2014 or whatever, mm-hmm. when you had like the Steve Blakes in them starting, yeah. you weren't just like, oh, let me go get, you know, some of these star players. Let me go get James Harden and right. these guys coming here. No one really wanted to go to the Lakers until they started getting on the uprise. Right. And then LeBron and AD went over there and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing where like, even if you are that market team for hockey, yep. if you're not good, people are yep. like, I don't want to go there. But right. now that they're on that uprise and yeah, people are like, on the ascension. Yeah. Now yeah. that you're like, oh, they're on the ascension. And it's like, they could make the playoffs. I want to be a part of that because I want to be a Red Wing because of that. Yeah, yeah. Now you're going to get guys like that. So I think it's a good sign um, in yeah. terms of from the league that people are looking at you as a, as a destination instead of like, oh, uh, they're like, a, they have nine points total. Right. I don't want to go there. Right. So. No, I, I, I like the move. I, I think there's nothing but upside, quite frankly, because it's one year, right? So it's not like you, you paid them a bunch of money, right? Um, it's a one-year thing. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But the thing that I'm most intrigued by is what is this? what it meant for the organization as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think we've all kind of become accustomed now to where Iserman's not going to be bullied into doing anything, right? Despite fan apprehension. Like, we talked about it last year, those two games against Ottawa, where they got the shit kicked out of them in yeah. back-to-back games. And that's when Eisenman went, nope, not this year, and we're going to sell what we can to acquire draft capital, the Bertuzzi's of the world. This, however, feels very much like, okay, we're playing well. We're playing good hockey right now. We've made a lot of moves to upgrade just the overall depth of the team. Lucas Raymond's playing well. Joe is getting more ice time, which I want to throw up my mouth saying it because I don't like him. But um, to bring it. Is, I think he's got 12 goals in 20 games or mm-hmm. something like that. So he's looking good. So now let's bring in a guy who Dabrinkit had his most success with as, you know, ever. You know, we're going to bring a guy in who's won Stanley Cups, who's won Hart Trophies, who's a Hall of Fame player mm-hmm. ready to go. And you're going, okay, hey, look, you know, what can you add? What what veteran leadership? What things can you do to get us over that hump, whether it's on the power play, whether it's being on the line with the Brinkett, whether it's just providing another level of, hey, I've been there, right? Because nothing against a guy like Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin hasn't won jack shit mm-hmm. in the league, right? He's a very good he's a very good player. He is the captain for a reason, but he hasn't won anything, right? Yeah. And nothing against David Perron, but as well, David Perron's had a very successful career, not Patrick Kane-level career. So to have a guy come in and go, look, I know how to get this done. I've done it multiple times in multiple different eras, I guess. The fact that he's here now, it just adds another level where you go, okay, all right, we're uh, we're, we're cooking with some gas here, right? It's a complete 180 from the dumpster fire that we just talked about, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, also, thoughts of prayers sent out to Dunlarkin and his family. They just, uh, him and his wife just lost their uh, lost their baby, unfortunately, so that's that really sucks, so prayers out to them for sure but yeah i'm loving where the wings are at i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to talking about them in the next couple of weeks you know we kind of talked about it as we started the year where it's like hey look we'll talk about you if you're good but if you're losing every single game like i don't anticipate talking pistons again until the trade deadline mm-hmm. and they, even that where they figure out how to trade somebody <laughs> even then you'll we'll well, what did you what do you mean trade. so what do you mean we just traded for tristan thompson oh shit you know what I mean? <laughs> that's like the worst thing I, to say well it, what is he? He's a center who can't shoot and is useless. That's the Pistons' mo. Yeah, that's the Pistons' mo. Ugh. When I went to that Cavs game, Tristan Thompson got the like, like everyone roared when they said his name. Oh. And I looked around. I was like, "You guys like Tristan Thompson? Yeah. So he, you know, he was terrible for you guys. He was a part of those championship teams. That played, championship. He played team. nine minutes a game. Hey. because they were like, "You're dog shaking out of there." Hey, hey, hey. 
He was there, man. He was there. He was on the I floor. I guess he's probably the only one he, from that championship team still on the team, so maybe. He but. wanted to be there, and he was there in uniform while LeBron James said, I'm taking this shit over. <laughs> and when yeah. he still had the power to say, Kyrie, shut up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I was just, I was astonished. He was part he of that it. SNL skit where he's like, I pick up LeBron's dry cleaning. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, that's what um, he did. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a thing. All right, let's just focus a little bit here. Let's get into our wrestling roundup, I guess, is the best way of putting it. Um, I, I want to start on the WWE side just because um, we've got NXT to talk about as well. But I want to talk first about okay. CM, Chick Magnet, Phil. Brooks. Brooks, Punk. The third. Know, the third. Yeah, there you go. Um, the fifth reincarnation of CM Punk at this point. <laughs> yeah, I did see that something. I was like, all all the different iterations. Yeah, right. And I was like, okay. Um, thoughts on his initial promo that got cut for time. And, um, you know, uh-huh. the some of the ru- news and notes, I guess. The rumor and innuendo, as Conrad Thompson likes to say, um, about a potential uh, clause in his contract where he's not allowed to be a ninny. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It's so funny to me. Um, it's like Kyler's where he's like, you can't play Call of Duty on this day. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be studying. Exactly. He's weird. Um, I love it. Thoughts so on funny. just the overall, like, so far, one week in, right, initial promo. It definitely felt like, hey, I got to cram a bunch of stuff in a very long, in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of surprised still to kind of see him do the whole I'm home thing. Mm-hmm. Man, WWE really likes to lean into that, don't they? Man, yeah, they do. Were you here signed to a developmental contract for six months and you get brought back? You are home, home. buddy. <laughs> you are home. home. Um, yep. Thoughts on the promo and the kind of the news and notes and about the potential rumor that it's basically Rollins is up first yeah. on um, this thing. Yeah, the promo thing. I really thought he should have just opened the show. I, I did I, too. I get the idea of you milked just, it. And they did big ratings. Yeah, and they did big ratings because they yeah. kept it through the show and everything. Yeah. Understand the idea of yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. But don't make me sit through Raw just to have to see that, that five minute promo. <laughs> well, not even that's that, what but I like, did. But like, I think like the whole Randy stuff yeah. would have been better with him coming out, cutting a promo, and then going. Like dot like I want to, however he got yeah. to Dominic Mysterio and then having the match like having it all wrapped up into one and then being over yeah. I think would have been much better than being like okay Randy comes out he's gonna be here later then later in the show he has a well match. it calls out the bloodline too so you're like okay bloodline and then Rhea comes out and then you do the whole daddy thing which got over super super huge. harsh and then you're like okay him and Dominic and then they go long you're like okay. yeah exactly like I think you could just cut you just could have been Punk. Go out like just like AEW did. Punk, go out there. Do you want fifteen minutes? Do you yeah. want whatever? Because you could cut the Orton Dominic match. Yeah, right. No one cares. Right. You know, like he has a four minute match. I don't think anyone's gonna bitch and complain. He's the North American champion. Damn it! You show him some respect. He's gonna lose to Wesley on he's, next weekend. He is. Right? He is the MVP of WWE according to some people. Yeah. So. MVP. He does have nuclear heat, though. He does in, have in his defense. Heat. But anyway. Crazy. But yeah, I I think Punk should open. His promo was like. It was the fine. most fine thing I've ever seen. He yeah. didn't say anything that was. I was really waiting for, for some for something. I was the only reason I tuned in was I was like he's gonna just drop something. Yeah, I was like at least give me the tease of like there's. He did say there were some people that didn't welcome me back. Yeah, and that was like the only minor tease yeah. of like ah oh, rounds is mm-hmm. happy about him mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, overall, 
very anticlimactic in my opinion, but obviously there's a I lot think more it to felt come. it definitely felt like it was rushed, right? Where they're like, yeah. hey, look, you got six minutes, you gotta keep it tight. Um yeah. so that probably did not help things by any stretch. Um but yeah, I you know, like I said, I just I find it interesting, man. And you know, you're seeing these rumors now. And here's here's why this is so cool and why this is such an interesting topic is because Punk coming back and then there's news and notes already coming out that WWE is trying to get Stone Cold back. Mm-hmm. For him and Stone Cold, yeah. And I go, see, that's the shit that I don't think. And then there's also the rumor that it could be Punk and Rollins at Mania, which yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, that's gives away the Rumble pretty quickly, but it's fine. Um, but it does give away the Rumble. You know, it's a situation where you're going, okay. There's there's already thoughts of okay, at some point we're gonna wait to do Punk and Reigns too, and you go, shit, man, like him coming back really does open this floodgate of, oh, shit, we can do a lot of things we never thought we had the opportunity to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, we probably would have been already exhausted through all this shit if you would have stayed in oh, 2012 yeah. or whatever the fuck it was, right? Yeah. So it's like you're, you're getting a situation where, you're, man, you're facing Rollins at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. You're going to be facing Roman at the near tip top of his game. You're going to get, if you get Austin Punk at, at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. it'll be worth it. I don't care what happens afterwards because that match alone could sell out anywhere in the world mm. twice on Sunday. You know what I mean? Um, it won't be good, but it'll be fun. God, no, it'll it be fun. Be good, but it'll, it'll be, be fun. F- yeah. Um, it's just you. You look at it and you go, man. And then add on Ro- or uh, Randy Orton. You know, now he's officially on SmackDown, which I know they tried to do the whole punks a free agent thing, but it's clear and obvious he's on Raw. That's because he didn't show up on SmackDown. Just tidbit there mm-hmm. um orton signing on smackdown gonna probably be doing the feud with the bloodline thing which i dig it it's cool mm-hmm. um you know it's really does like, like we talked about it last week it's a big infusion of talent of like top tier talent immediately for wwe going into wrestlemania season it mm-hmm. really couldn't have worked out any better yeah it helps out frankly. the timing really worked out yeah like, <laughs> it's like really, really nice. well it's like randy you can be ready by Survivor Series. it's like yeah i'm good oh That's really it. sweet <laughs> punk, 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 so we can get you back for Survivor Series. Yeah. punk's like i'll come back for seven dollars if you just let me come back and they're like i'll i'll, I'll be nice <laughs> <laughs> we put it in my contract i swear yeah exactly and you know can't talk about AEW because they signed some ndas and all that other stuff which is fun um, yeah, can't take the jabs like I want you to. Damn it! Yeah, no shit. Um, speaking of AEW, though, we've got the Continental Classic in full effect. Some banger matches happening Absolutely. so far. I'm still very confused on how this whole every title's combined into one thing now, but it's a thing. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm interested to see what Final Battle looks like because is he defending the title at the show? I don't think so. I, I don't know. It's weird. I, do you not have a Ring of Honor World Champion anymore? Which then you technically won't. Right, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's weird to me. Um, and also, New Japan Strong's like, no, 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 that's cool. Like you just, yeah, New Japan Strong doesn't care. <laughs> I guess I know. I don't. I'm still. I'm very confused, Mike. I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't understand it. Um, it I, very much feels like what if? Well, so we're gonna have this Continental Classic, mm-hmm. and we're gonna put on banger matches. But what do they win? What if we just a bunch of belts? <laughs> You know what I mean? Stop, because like, it's an AEW thing, yeah, too. Can exactly. we can we add more belts? Yeah. What if we made another? No, Tony. Okay, but what if we took two belts that no one cares about? <laughs> and mixed them together. And then melted them together on air. I can imagine then, them calling New Japan and going, 
so which belt do you care about the least? They said, Tef, we do Japan yeah, Strong. Belt. Exactly. Do you want all of them? We'll give you all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. As long as we keep whatever remains of the U.S. title and the world title, honestly, anything else, yeah. just have it. Who's our main event again? Sonata and Naito? I guess. Uh, and <laughs> we're going to keep going. Um, but the Continental Classic, though, I listen, I dig the premise of it. I think yeah. it's it's a great way to get quality matches out there where you don't have to necessarily go 45 minutes either, right, where you can tell a good story. There's always stakes for almost every match now, which is always good. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you a question, though, Mike, on some things that I've read, um, you know, I think by Fightful and a couple other sources now, where you're going to start to see even less story in AEW as they're tr- kind of transitioning to more of a new Japan model, but mm-hmm. over here in the States, because quote unquote, that's the kind of wrestling Tony likes um, thoughts on that, because I, it's, it's one of those deals where I don't think you can do American wrestling and not have some story. I don't think yeah. that's really possible. Like new Japan's style is because it's, it's, it's portrayed as a legitimate sport in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, like with the press conferences and like yeah. contract signings and like legitimate press cover in mm-hmm. Japan over there. Right. Um, in America, it's not necessarily the same, but I want to get your take on kind of that rumor floating around that you're going to start seeing just more. Hey, we're just going to give you six, seven matches and, yeah. and roll with it with not very much story. Yeah. I'm actually, I don't mind it necessarily. Because I don't, I don't want AEW just to turn into WWE light. No, of course not. You know what I mean? Like I like having like the significant difference between the two. Where like, and I was actually talking to one of my friends that don't watch wrestling very much because I was like, we because he wanted to go to a show, and I was like trying to decide what show we should go to. Yeah. And I was like, WWE is more story based yeah. and more like shit talking week to week and not really super about the matches until they get to like the pay-per-views and stuff. And AEW is like every single week is just, we're going to throw Kenny Omega and Ethan page out there and just have a five-star banger just, mm-hmm. just because. And I think having that difference, I think is good. I don't want to just see all just story. Now, if they just don't go any story like new Japan does and just goes, we're just going to have these two guys fight because it's fine. Then I go, I don't love it, but yeah. I can I can live with it yeah, for I, the I, most part. I'm interested to kind of see how they adapt it, right? Because what I don't want it to be, though, um, a situation of where it's like, okay, look, we're just going to try to put on, you know, like all these type of dream match scenarios because I think you're going to start to lose some of that luster of the um, – of kind of the of the appeal of it, right? Mm-hmm. If that's all you have, right? Like, listen, I love Kenny and Osprey as much as the next person, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to see that six times a year. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough with no story, with no stakes, yeah. with nothing that's tr- bringing me in there, right? And we, we've talked at nauseum of like, listen, if it's a good enough match, I'll watch it over and over again. And to an extent, I'll agree with that. But even the best matches have to have something in there to make me care outside of, well, who's going to win? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I think uh, whether you want it, because they have 475 titles in AEW, yeah. if like most of these matches are literally just, okay, we're going to have Orange Cassidy versus this guy for a title, mm-hmm. I'm like most of those I'm pretty okay with too, right. if they're really good matches, right? So, And the Constantin Classic helps a lot with this idea because it's just – every match has a built-in relative story in it mm-hmm. because we want to win the Continental Classic. Yeah. Like, I don't need all these matches to be like, oh, well, I 
hate you. I don't need every match to be a hangman and swerve match. Right. Right. But I don't also want every single match just to be Ethan Page and Kenny Omega. Oh, we're in Canada. We're both Canadian. Right. Let's have a match. Like I right. think there's a healthy mix in between yeah. that they can try to get to. Um so we'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's shift focus here to the Michigan Iowa game. Michigan winning its third Big Ten championship. Um, back to back to back, Mike. First question I want to get to here is we're kind of on the precipice of this uh, college football playoff re- reveal. In two years' time, Mike, uh-huh. will Michigan still have three Big Ten championships back to back to back here? Or will some of those wins get quote unquote vacated? I don't mm. really give a shit. You win the game, you win the game. No one can t- like. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's like, what are you gonna do? I mean, oh, yeah, we're not Big Ten champs anymore. Okay, from three years ago, Re- record book wise, uh, you know what I mean. I, I guess maybe they get vacated. One of them, it, yeah, think, maybe or, one of them, yeah. maybe the twenty twenty two one. Yeah, the middle one. Yeah, at most, I think. Yeah, I think twenty twenty one's. I think like Michigan State beating you. Yeah, as like kind of a like if you were stealing signs, yeah. why didn't you beat Michigan State that year? Right. So I feel like that one's probably. Fine. Well, when you can't stop running back power, then I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, <laughs> stack the box more if you know it's coming, exactly. I guess, or whatever. Uh, the second one, I think, is probably a little more. I don't think this one you can take away because they caught oh, it. Oh no, the, yeah. they caught it in the middle, you and then spend him. You spend yeah. him, and they still beat every like they yeah. beat all the good teams on their schedule. Yeah. Once he was suspended, right? And like after you found out, right? So like I feel like this one is it would have been different if like they played Ohio State like week four, yeah, and then they found out and mm-hmm. it's like oh did you use it against Ohio right. State though? But right. like they found out and then beat them, right? So I, I feel like the only one that maybe gets vacated is the middle one, yeah. But at that point, I'm like I I, I, I don't think care. it matters. I don't care. It's one of those deals where it's like they win a national championship. I don't care. It's the thing. It's like, like it's this thing of like college basketball with Louisville. Yeah. Like, it's like their national championships vacated. I go... Does that make me feel any better? Yeah. No. Well, not... Like, as a Michigan fan, it sucks because it's like, oh, they cheated when you were in there and you could have won that one. But for Louisville fans, it's like, no, we... Like we won, I, re- we won. I, re- I remember that feeling of yeah, winning exactly. and it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, Oh, we don't have it anymore. Yeah, we do. I have the shirt. Yeah. It's there. Like <laughs> I remember the back to back to back Michigan championships. Yeah. Or big Ted titles. Right. Regardless of if it's officially vacated or yeah, not. Exactly. I agree with you. I just wanted to get your take on it, but let's get to the game itself. Um, you know, we talked about Michigan, you know, and that big spread. Um, I missed NXT deadline completely. Didn't I? We did. That's okay. It, is there anything of any sort of note that we want to get to? I just realized it, and like midway through this sentence, I went, I was doing WWE. We were going to get to NXT, yeah, but I want to talk AEW. So I was like, I had something very clear on the AEW stuff that I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. and then I just said NXT, no one gives a shit about. <laughs> you, okay. did, you, you did just pronounce, just like no one's going to give a shit about Florida State in, in a few minutes here, probably. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> no How one gives a shit about NXT. All right, we'll just review NXT deadline next okay. week. It's fine. Um, but... Uh, Huh? I'll just delete that. Yeah, there you go. Um, going back to this Michigan game, though, because I want to talk about it because we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and we've got, obviously, the, the final four that we're going to react to here in a minute as well. Um, but Michigan getting the win. We talked about the big spread, and they win 26 nothing. I did not truly I, – I underestimated I, – I, I overestimated Iowa's prowess on offense because I knew they were bad. But I didn't think they were that bad. They were that bad. And I overestimated the confidence of they're going to come out with something to maybe, you know, surprise Michigan with a – like they didn't even take like one deep shot 
or anything. You know what I mean? I just thought it was a very, very, very anemic attack, more than, I guess, usual. Um, but Michigan gets the win. Anything of real note there? Are you concerned at all about the offensive line? Because Iowa did give them some trouble there, the passing attack. This felt a little bit like, to me, like Penn State game, where like Michigan didn't throw any cheap shots. I don't know if there's money to be had. The receivers didn't really great, generate great separation. But like, there was no real trick plays. Mm-hmm. There was no reverses. They, I think they ran one. I think they ran one reverse. I just didn't feel like their offense, they were just like, oh, we're just going to keep it vanilla. I, I, I really think once Michigan, because Michigan had the advantage of having the night game, of just yeah. seeing what was happening. Right. Like, we just got to win and we're in. And I was like, like Washington still kind of struggled with Oregon, but beat right. them, so right. they're in, obviously. Mm-hmm. With the Alabama and the Georgia win, I think it turned into, we don't need to win impressively to be no. one. Or it would be two, like whatever. Yeah, right. we, as long as we win, right, we're, we're in. in. Yeah. It gets into an awkward situation that Iowa would have won and be like, Michigan's still in, but it's not as like yeah, secure. paint and dry as it yeah. probably should be if you lose to Iowa. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where I feel like they were just in a, let's just win. We don't have to worry about it. We're definitely in the Final Four. It doesn't really matter who we play because they're all good, good teams, right. you know? So it's just like, we're just going to get in mm-hmm. and see what happens. And so I don't think they took any chances. Like the Penn State game, I don't think they took any chances. No, that's what I'm saying. They ran like, the ball. Yeah. They win 26-0. We got here with the least amount of injuries. You know, Will yeah. Johnson's not playing. We yeah. already lost Zach Zinner for the year. Our center's not playing. We got some shuffling on the yeah. offensive line. Just, just making sure we get out, and then we have a whole, mm-hmm. you know, 28 days to right, rest a month, up yeah. or whatever before January 1st. Yeah, that's kind of where I felt. Like, I thought... And, and, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this kind of as the game goes on. But Michigan has a nice, decent opening drive, right? You get three out of it, right? And then the big punt return by Samaj Morgan sets up a touchdown. Once they hit 10 nothing, it was over. I was like, okay, well, this is probably it, right? And mm-hmm. then what's funny is, so they kind of go back and forth, and then Michigan has one of the worst punts I've ever seen where you somehow manage to backspin it back into your own territory. And I'm like, okay, if Iowa scores here and it's – 10-7 at half? I'm like, you're kind of keep you're kind of doing what Iowa wants you to do, which is letting them linger, and you're just one big play away from going, oh shit, what the hell? Right. Mm-hmm. Um but then Iowa fumbled, and then you went down, I think, and kicked a field goal or, yeah. or something, whatever it was, and then it was like, oh, so now this is definitely over. And then like once it got to 13, you know, like a legit two scores. Or seven, I think it was was it seventeen or thirteen? Thirteen and then twenty nothing. Is that what happened? I think right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember the kind of the the Shh, the events that happened. Because it was ten. It was ten nothing at half. They made it seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Twenty to twenty three to twenty six. Okay. So once it got to seventeen nothing after that second fumble, I literally looked at it and I went, "So there's no way Iowa wins this game, and I can turn it off at ten nothing." I was confident. But at 17, I went, okay, this game's over. Um, does it hurt Michigan at all, Mike, in your opinion? And we're going to talk about Washington in a second as well. Of like, okay, so you beat Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Not the hardest thing in the world. Your biggest win, obviously, is still the Ohio State win. But is it a situation of like, do you, do you see a, a path where Michigan doesn't be, have the number one seed? Like, I know we're going to talk about it live here in a second, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to go predictions, but like. Let's just assume for a second, like, they've got Washington and Michigan neck and neck, which they should be, right? Does Washington, you think, have the right to jump Michigan based on the fact that they beat a a better team um, 
in in their championship game, I guess is the best way of putting that. They beat a top five team as compared to Michigan, who kind of coasted and just kind of went, "We're clearly better than you" <laughs> against Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't like do anything with them. Mm-hmm. I think you just move everyone up because I think between the difference between one and two, I don't think is, is that not. Yeah, I agree. I agree necessarily. with that. Yep, a thousand percent. Um, if you wanted, it, I wouldn't like hate the idea of putting Washington one. I think those two wins against Oregon, I think, mm-hmm. you know, beating USC, surviving at Oregon State. Like they have a lot of they had a very difficult like six game stretch. Yeah. Where right. a lot of people were like, oh, this is probably where they, you know, yeah. go to die here. Mm-hmm. And they they did they go to die. Yeah. And so I think in terms of that, I wouldn't hate the idea because of Michigan's schedule was so easy right. that they gave them the edge. Right. But I don't think I just don't I think guess to me, it's one of those things. I don't think it one and two. Yeah. I don't necessarily I don't know. know if it if they could just simply on the fact that Michigan went on the road and beat a I – mean, here's the thing. I don't like this, but this is how they think, right? You went on the road and beat a top 10 Penn State team, mm-hmm. came back, won against Ohio State, who was number two in the country, and then you just coasted to an easy win over Iowa. Yeah, like my – so like Oregon, looking through their schedule here, mm-hmm. so their first – you know, they played like Boise State, Tulsa, Michigan State, you know, just right. throw those out. But like – when at home against Oregon, you go on the road against USC, at home against Utah, at Oregon State, and then the Pac-12 championship against Oregon again. Right. It's like those five games, mm-hmm. I don't think Michigan has those five games. Right. But does Michigan have the best overall win? Yes. Probably against the Ohio yeah. State. Unless they think so Oregon's better. Did, did Washington they, go to Oregon in that first matchup? No. No, that's what I thought. I thought so, so. they both okay. were at home on right. their biggest wins. Yep. Just Washington doubled down and did it again. Right. So but it's, it's I one can't, of those things where... But I also can't ding Michigan for the other side of the Big Ten being ass. You know yeah, I mean? sure. You know, like, that's not fair. Yeah. You know? So, like, <laughs> but that's that's where it kind of, right. like, comes down to me. It's like... Yeah. I, 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 that's why I'm like, if they really wanted to put them one, Washington, I would go, I can't... Right. hate it, but I just think everyone just moves yeah, up one. Yeah, I'm really excited. It. We are at the noon hour at the moment, so we are obviously waiting for uh, the time, but let's let's get to that Washington Oregon game, right? I think this was one of the most, I think this this one, and then obviously Bama and Georgia were the two highly most highly anticipated games of the weekend, for sure. Yeah. Uh, watching that game on Friday night, it was a back and forth game. I thought, I was like, man, Washington's just like, they came to play, and then Oregon went, hold on, we're not dead yet, and then Washington went, we just going to get one more stop than you are, and we're going to win the game. Um, but Washington gets the dub. Is this a in this in your opinion, Mike? Because I know you had Oregon winning this game, and I think I did too, actually. And and Vegas was very clear and obvious that Oregon was going to win this game by like yeah two scores, right? Like nine and a half was the spread or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you at least bet Washington. But uh, um, thoughts on the win for Washington because. I think that was a statement game because Washington's kind of flirted with kind of getting upset over the last couple of weeks since they beat Oregon. Um, everyone talking about their defense, but Michael Penix, man, that offensive line, and they got a new, you know, their receiver, he's back. I don't know, his name's escaping me at the moment. Um, that the, Rome. Yeah, Deontay they're looking or, really formidable right now. Um, talk to me about that Washington win. What'd you take away from it? Um, and what'd you take away from Oregon's loss? Like, do you, do you still think at the end of the day that Oregon may be, you know, a top four team slash maybe actually maybe, you know, has a chance to be better than Washington, but they just couldn't, you know, they didn't get the ball first or any of that jazz. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, you know, like I said, you, you play the games for a reason. I still, in my heart of hearts, feel like <laughs> Oregon's better, but they lost to them twice. So it's one of those things where I can't, 
I don't have any evidence to suggest it. It's just it, I just think Oregon's defense is generally really good, yeah. and I think Bo Nix has played at an awesome level all year. Yeah. So I think that collectively. But Oregon can't it's wait just for one, the draft this year. Yeah. By the way, so many good quarterbacks. There's a lot to talk of good about. quarterbacks, but uh, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I can't like I don't have any argument yeah. to stand on. Because no, no, twice. yeah, for sure, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, Washington getting there right. This looks like a formidable offense for sure. They can run the ball. Um, you know, Michael Penix is dealing by any by all stretches. Um, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk about um, let's talk the SEC. Let's talk about Alabama and Georgia. Um, is is this the most? I want to say ringing example of why it's kind of sucks to be the number one team because in this situation there's probably a high likelihood that Georgia's not going to be in the final four here in a few minutes um despite being undefeated for the last two seasons because you lose in a close game in a technical neutral field but not really a neutral field to yeah, Alabama. It's, a, it's technically a home game for you but yeah it's it's technically Georgia. but not you know yeah. well, whatever right um talk to me a little bit about Georgia and how Georgia Bulldog fans should be feeling because you're probably feeling pretty shitty because mm-hmm. you have no chance of probably repeating. Yeah, I mean it's 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 unfortunate. Um, you don't feel bad about it at all. I don't Look feel at bad you. at all. <laughs> Look at it. Well, I'm like, the, talk to me about it, and then Mike's like, "Yeah, you guys suck. Sorry." No. Well, it's just one of those things where it's <laughs> and you you said with Ohio State last yeah. week, it's anyone that bitch. It's like, all right, just go win, go win. Yeah, you I agree. I, mean? like, no, I agree. It's like one of those things where it's like your schedule was easy. Yep. Like you really didn't you didn't play anyone out of conference. You only have to play eight SEC teams instead of the nine for like a, yeah. a Big Ten or anything. Yeah. So the week before Georgia Tech, you schedule like Chattanooga or whatever it is. Yeah, so like I hate that so. You know much. what I mean? Like it's Alabama. So Alabama yeah. does it too. So yeah, yeah. like oh, no, 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 everyone, no, no. Does every it. every good SEC team plays a team that's got a bunch of blind kids on it. But yeah, but it's just one of those things where it's like, listen, if you're gonna play no one all year. And then you're gonna go into the biggest game of your year and then lose. You gotta handle the big then, boys. Then then you then you don't get it. And that's that's the only argument towards having a difficult out of conference schedule is I do think if Georgia would have played a Florida State early on mm-hmm. and won, mm-hmm. I think you could pack an argument where it's like, listen, look at their out of conference. They yeah, went undefeated. They could have played SEC. any of these teams, team, you know, for sure. Yeah, and, like you could have scheduled an Ohio State, a Michigan, yeah. or something. Yeah. And if you beat one of those. Like, okay, that's a shit, statement shit, win. statement win. Yeah. But you decided to get UT Martin and Ball State and all those teams to pack your resume. Right. And then when you lose, I'm like, you don't have the resume. Yeah. Listen, Michigan wouldn't, and Ohio State both don't have the resume outside of their beating win, each other. beating each other <laughs> to get into this playoff. Right. But they have each other to help get them in, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, no, so for I, sure. Like, Especially because so the SEC was kind of down this year, right? Like, yeah. I know Ole Miss is hanging around in the top 10, but they've not really shown the propensity to win big games yet. Um, but, like, LSU's bad this year, right? Auburn's not very good. Florida's not very – like, there's a lot of these teams that historically you could point to and go, hey, remember, but we beat this team on the road, right? And you go, okay, when, you're, when your second biggest win of the year is Missouri – yeah, that's not that's not the. And greatest. you're in a dogfight with Missouri for yeah. like the first half. It's yeah. like, what do like, what do we do? What are we talking about? Tennessee here? was up like ten nothing on you until you you know storm yeah. back and won like thirty eight to ten. Joe Biden like, figured out I'm not good. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's like a lot of these games where I was like, why is this game competitive mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. any amount of time? Yeah, right. I, I, Absolutely. I can't, you know, does it does this though in this situation though kind of bring back to you? Because if you're a Georgia fan, right, I can understand the uh, the the slant of. We'd be in if we didn't if there just wasn't an SEC championship game. Like if you just got rid of these altogether, we'd be in. 
yeah. right? Because and and I and I'm I'm bringing that up because I, we're seeing a lot of Ohio State fans on Twitter, right, being like they should be they should be considered to be in that top four, right? And we're gonna get those live results here in a few minutes here, assuming ESPN stops dilly dallying. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Ohio State fans are like, we lose to the a presumed new number one team in the country, Michigan, um, and on the road by six points, right? That's our loss on the year. Why mm-hmm. should we not be considered? And and I go, okay, okay, I'll take that, right? But the problem is twofold, right? And it's the fact that you didn't beat Michigan. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Your hardest, the only real legit game on your schedule. Sorry, Penn State does not warrant that in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then two, you didn't play today or yesterday. Yeah. So, or if, if, if anything, if you're a Georgia fan, you go, I kind of wish we just would have not played this game because mm-hmm. then we're probably in if you're just going off of off of conference championship games not holding any weight, which clearly they do. Um, it's just an interesting dynamic that, you know, a lot of these problems are going to be solved in the next <laughs> calendar yeah. year with I think, the 12 team. I think the, the problem that a lot of people have, when yeah. they, and it's just a problem in, like, sport debate in general, oh, yeah. is you come up with this, like, idea for like this one specific team yeah the slant it's your slant it's your slant on this one team but then it's like okay if you use it on that one person you gotta apply it everywhere you apply it everywhere and when you start applying it everywhere it doesn't make any sense to your argument anymore because it applies to everybody right and then you go oh shit we still don't get in like in ohio state's fashion i just got into an argument with somebody on twitter about this right they go okay i don't think the conference championships mean anything our one loss is to the number one team in the country on the road in in a in a one score game and I go, okay, great. But if that's the case, then if you apply that to Georgia, Georgia's undefeated, mm-hmm. and they didn't. It, it really wasn't all that close. So they're undefeated. Take the conference championship out of it because that's what you're doing because you didn't play. They're undefeated. How do you get in? Because you still have three other teams that are also undefeated in Washington, Florida State, and Michigan. Yep. You still don't get in. Um, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk Texas, Oklahoma State quickly, unless you have to interrupt me. Obviously do that as we get live yeah. results here. Um uh, Texas kind of taking care of business against Oklahoma State. I think for nothing else for Texas, this was a game where it was like, I dare you to leave us out, right? That's kind of how I felt. It, it, I never felt like Oklahoma State at any point in time was in that game. It Literally the moment the ball was kicked off, I went, okay, so Texas is going to win this football game. Mm-hmm. They score on their first five out of six drives. The game's over at halftime. It's, it's, it's a disaster, right? Um, was this more than anything for you from a Texas perspective of, hey, we just need to go out there and we need to put on a show to kind of erase all doubt that no matter what happens, you have to put us in this in this college football playoff. I mean, I think so. Like, before I, I, you knew the rest of the results, right, before Florida State played, before Michigan played, only thing we knew going into that game was Washington's in, right, because they, they had the win on Friday night. Yeah. That was the only thing we knew, right? So – but I don't care what happens in Georgia and Alabama. I don't care what happens with Michigan. I don't care what happens with Florida State. I dare you to leave us out of this out of this fourteen playoff, mm-hmm. right? And I felt like they were hell bent on going. Nope, we're going to do everything we can. As many style points, completely different than Michigan, right? Because Michigan's like, look, all we got to do is just escape, right? Yeah. And they, I mean, twenty six point wins a twenty six point win, but. It very much felt like Texas went out there with like a real purpose and a vendetta to go. We have to dominate mm-hmm. and throw as many razzle dazzle stuff as we can to make sure that the committee sees us and goes, "Hey, look at me! I'm the shiny new toy." Is that kind of what you were feeling from that game? Oh, a hundred percent. That that was that was my two cents on it. Was yeah. they were just like, "I want to leave no doubt mm-hmm. that we are a top four team, no matter how you want right. to piece together." However, you want to slant this. 
like, try. Yeah, like, <clears throat> like it is. It would be an absolute travesty to put like an Alabama in over them with how they've been playing the last like three. Like they beat Texas Tech fifty-seven to seven, mm-hmm. then go into their championship game and win forty-nine to twenty-one or whatever it was. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, how do you watch these like last three or four weeks and go, yeah, sorry, you're not one of the top four. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, for just, sure. it's yeah. just like, I don't understand Listen, how you do it. Listen, what have they done, right? If you look at Texas's resume, right? You beat Alabama, right? But the other thing is, too, and, and some people are like, well, they've been playing close against some of these other teams. They go, okay, but did they win the game, yes or no? Did they win the game? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes, right? And so that's what brings me now to, am I missing it? I'm not missing a game, right? This is the last one, right? The ACC. Um, this is what kind of brings me to the, the Florida State conversation, right? Because I think there's a... There's a hard argument. Are you signing up for something right now? Is that yeah. what's happening? Okay. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to log in and find this. Oh, Hold the on. thing? Yeah. I can stream it from my phone, like yeah, cable, yeah, yeah. if that's what you want to do, too. We can probably do that while we're, while we're talking. Um, but the Florida State conversation is definitely the most interesting, right, by mm-hmm. far. Because similar to Texas, okay, Texas just keeps winning, and then they go out, and then they, you know, they put on a show against uh, – um, Oklahoma State, you're going to tell me right now that you're going to take an undefeated Florida State team out of here just because? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a tough, that's a tough, tough ask. You know what I it mean? To, to, do, to do that, I understand they haven't looked good. I get it. I understand it. And I think, I think right actually before we came on, mm-hmm. um, she had, like, the perfect breakdown of it where he's like, realistically, Florida State probably should be in. Right, just because you know it's Florida State and right. they're thirteen and zero and everything. Um, Do you oh no, I, I got it. Oh, you it. got We're it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure. Sorry, um, sorry to be interrupting. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, like Kirk Kirby was like, yeah, I think the four teams are the four best teams I have seen. Yeah. are Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. Right, and that's like if you want the f- best games, if you want the best thing those are the most I think those are the four best that meet the qualifications of conference yeah. champion and everything I was just say realistically maybe Georgia should you, even be in and, that and, and sphere. he mentioned it right and he mentioned that right uh, yeah but and it's also one of those and then you get to the point where it's like the four most deserving teams right. based on like previous year criteria and all resume. that resume and all that right. is you throw Florida State in there right. so it, it, the the committee's base the committee's really going to come down to today is do we want an SEC team in and right. if you want one in, Florida State's out, right? Because right. you're not you're not putting Alabama in over and the precedent and the precedent that in. you're setting is I understand you went thirteen and because here's here's the hard part for Florida State to get them out, right? And listen, whatever happens happens. My team's in, so I don't give a shit, right? Um, but Florida State, right? What criteria have they not met for the committee, right? Like seriously, yeah. think about it. We went undefeated. We don't have a single blemish in our resume. We won our conference championship. What else do you want, right? Those are the two biggest things, right? You want a guaranteed spot. Like, if we went into this year, Mike, and I said, hey, so um, Michigan's going to go undefeated and win the conference championship. They're in, right? Oh, okay, good. Oh, hey, Clemson's going to win the ACC. They're going to go undefeated, and they're going to win the ACC. Are they in? The answer is yes, right? I'm not giving you any other context than that. Dabo Sweeney could have fallen out of a plane, right? Doesn't matter, but they're in. That's where I keep going back to for their Florida State argument. And listen, was it an impressive win against Louisville going back to the actual game? No, it wasn't. However, they survived. They survived, and for that alone, with a third-string quarterback, you went in, your defense played lights out. 
uh, Jack Plummer decided to throw you the football game. It's all good, whatever. Legitimately, yeah. Um, but at the end of it, I I can't I can't fault them for winning. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like we talk about like with the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the best team in football. Is it pretty? No, it is not. They're not blowing teams out by 15, 20 points. They're not. They're escaping, right? They're just doing enough to win. And I feel like that's where Florida State is right now. Mm-hmm. It's you're just trying to survive. You're just you're just getting there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think that's a you know, to Kirk Herbstreit's point, are they one of the four best teams? No. But I don't think ever, historically, right? They've ever necessarily 100% been, oh, these are the four best teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cincinnati was one of the quote-unquote four best teams in college football. But they basically went undefeated for two years, so they had to put them in, right? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that that was always the case. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why you would start now in that situation of, well, they don't pass the eye test. Okay, well, the eye test tells me then that it should be Georgia, Alabama, Washington, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's the eye test. Because Ohio State hasn't beaten anybody, and Oregon should be it could pass the eye test, but because you've lost twice to Washington, it's the only reason why you're not putting yeah, Oregon. Yeah, thing, my eye test, I actually like. I I would agree. I wish there was. I wish honestly there were six teams, and it makes two teams gonna buy. Two yeah, teams gonna sure. buy, and that you makes play two weeks from now, and then the New Year, and we and, still get the New York. The, yeah, the New Year. Like I think that would make this year so much easier. Yeah, but I somebody think, suggested like, what if we did like an emergency eight team playoff or something like yeah. that? I went. Well, don't don't put eight in there. That's no, not it's fair. six. Yeah. Just put the two teams that probably should be in there. Yeah, um, right. But I'm I'm in camp of um, I think Michigan, Washington, Alabama, and Texas have looked the best to me. Sure, yeah, fine. So and that's yeah. why I think it should be. The, I, yeah, I not should be. That's not the correct word. Yeah. I think that's what I want it to be the most. because yeah. I'm I am in full. I want best games possible, and I, I just like how TCU was last year. Yeah. Even though it ended up being a good game, because yeah. Michigan just decided to shit all over themselves, yeah, which much. could happen again. Florida oh, percent. A team could shit on themselves, and Florida State could do something. You never know. I just, Why you play the games, yeah. right? So I, that's it's tough. It's no, it is tough, right? And I know we're talking about scenarios, and I don't really like doing that because we're just kind of you know stalling for time a little bit here. But <laughs> um, but no, I think it's an interesting conversation to be had because I, a. I think these problems, some of these problems get solved with a 12-team, right? But no. Urban Meyer made a good point. I ugh, just threw up my mouth just That's saying crazy. that. That's crazy. I know, right? He well, he, well, here's what he said. He went, he, he made two really good points. He goes, if you don't put Texas in and you somehow still put an SEC team in, let's say Florida State gets in in this scenario, right? Yeah. Then no team ever is going to play a tough out-of-conference ever again. Yeah. Because you have no incentive now to do that. Well, yeah, I think I think the tough out of conference got thrown out the window. This 12-team playoff got... Right, right. right. Agreed. Like, agreed. No chance. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not taking anymore. any risks, right? Nothing yeah. whatsoever. I'm going to play my conference games. I'm going to win my conference. I'm going to yeah. get by. Well, as long as you are 10-2 and two or 11-11, and one, yes, you, you, have have, you have a chance. Right. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So. And especially if you're a name program, too. And that's the thing, too, I don't think where I don't necessarily think that you or I um, can necessarily put ourselves in that situation where a team like, say, um, like a Louisville or like a team like that, that, you know, fans of those programs can put themselves in of not being a quote-unquote marquee-named program, right? Mm-hmm. Like, despite Michigan State's, ac- you know, apprehension to this statement I'm about to make, you're a program that everybody knows. Everybody knows who Michigan State is. If Michigan State's number 10 in the country, people are going to know who you are, mm-hmm. right? Um, but teams like Louisville, teams like um, Tulane, right, the Missouris of the world where you go, well, that was Missouri. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just don't do that. Like, everyone knows Ole Miss. Nobody knows Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So as long as you have that name recognition as well, I do think that helps, despite everybody's act, you know opposition to the uh, to the contrary. But so you made that conversation, and then the other one was you're always you're going to have problems with a twelve team playoff too in some of the arguments. The thing that I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can see where he's coming from it. I just think it's a lot less of a stink making about a twelve like who is the twelve seed. I guess if that makes any sense, because in my mind with the 12 team, you're going to get all of these teams in that we're talking about right now. You're going to get Michigan. You're going to get Washington. You're going to yeah, get, like, so you know, here, yeah. So here's the thing. So before yeah. the whole, all the teams get announced, we'll just base it off of last. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine. But if you just look at what the top 25 looks like, yeah. um, actually, so they came out with the, the top AP. 25, the AP top 25 before yeah. the college football top 25. Yeah, yeah. So you look at the top eight, like these in the twelve team format, you go all right: Michigan, Washington, Texas, Florida State, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon. Those eight are just in, top right. Eight. Yeah, Those are sure. your top eight. So then your nine through twelve are Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Thirteenth is LSU. Right. I feel much more confident going. All right, we're going to do Oklahoma or LSU than doing. Should we do Alabama, Texas, or FSU? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just think there's yeah. a whole different. Like yeah. I, I, right. Honestly, if you're LSU, you are not. You're nine and three. If you don't make it, I go. You lost three you times. You lost three times. And you have potentially the Heisman winner on your team, too, Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're Arizona or Notre Dame, I'm like, you guys have lost three times. And you had chances. You could have beat Ohio State. Yeah. And you just did. So, yeah, like, right, it's right. like one of those yeah. things. All right. So, here we go. Oh, we got the it looks. Okay. It looks like they're really revealing them right now. Okay. So. Who's number one? Number Are they going one, one to four, I'm assuming? Because it's no, there's no sexiness. I waiting, believe right? so. Okay. I don't know how slow they're going to be, so I don't know how fast I should be on this. Okay. It's okay. We'll but talk they, about so it. So, they got number one. Michigan. Michigan is the number one team in the college football playoff. When's the last time Michigan has been the number one team in the country? Seriously. Because, like, Where they we'll, go, we'll go back to – No, no. So seriously, go back to when, like, even, like, the Appalachian State year and stuff, they were top five when they played Ohio State. Ohio State was one. Michigan was two. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Even the, the, the one year that they lost to Urban where it was, like, two versus three, Michigan was two, I think. Yeah. Um, they've always been like two or three for like yeah. A I mean, last two years basically but they've one, been two one or three. Has always been someone else. Right, yeah. So Michigan, yeah, Michigan is one. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to reveal two in a second year. But yeah. So have... l- all right, let's let's keep it on Michigan while we wait for that confirmation on two here though. So Michigan, the number one team in the country, um, does this put the onus on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan's go? You're the number one team. You're going to be favored no matter who that number four team is. You have to get it done. Mm-hmm. You have to get it done. I mean, I th- don't I mean, be that team to lose the four. Yeah. Don't you do it? Yeah, only. Don't you do it? I can only think of what two that have been the one well, in Florida lost. State, right? Yeah. Florida State lost Ohio State, right? That first year, or was that Oregon and no Ohio State beat Alabama the first year? Yes, that's that what was, it was the one for. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, oh yeah, because it was Florida State. Because Florida State was undefeated, but they, they, they were like three. Shit. They were three. Yeah, Oregon, and Oregon was two. Oregon Mariota, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, yeah, so that was that was the one. I don't know. I'm was there another th- one? I'm trying to think of Alabama as a four upset um, someone in the middle in like 2018, I think, or something. Yeah. But, all right. Um, here. Oh, what happened? This is so interesting. Okay, so what? they revealed two and three. Oh. So Washington's two. Okay. Texas is three. Oh boy! I told you. I told you. So now I'm just interested. I told you. Is what Florida, did I say? Is Florida State four or is Alabama four? I told. What did I say could be a possibility? Yeah, that's possible. What, I don't. I don't what, like it. What did we talk about off air? We if, thought, it's, you know, if it's Florida State four, I don't like we it. We talked but about it's, uh, I guess right it's a possibility. I oh boy! Wow! All right. So Texas, Texas and Washington. Three. So Texas and Washington is one okay. game. Michigan is going to be playing somebody 
in the next like thirty seconds probably because they're just. They're I'm showing, nervous. They're showing Texas I'm cheer right now. I'm nervous yeah. right now. All right, they got back up to the screen. Uh-oh. So Texas is three, Washington two, Michigan one. Let's see. Oh uh, boy, the suspense is gonna kill everybody. Oh here. my god, I, it's and not actually gonna commercial. kill. It's, gonna, it's not gonna actually kill because everyone knows already. But all right, so they're comparing resumes with everybody. It's good, dude. Fours, dude, they're they're gonna string this along. If 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 Florida State's four, do I get like five points of extra credit? Because I kind of <laughs> I kind of brought the scenario Maybe. up. You might. I mean, it's something. It's it's gonna be interesting. I think I, they. I think God, leave them out. Crazy. Leave SEC out. Yeah, screw my, the SEC. Might as well leave point. them out. Yeah, they're showing their like Alabama's four and one against the top twenty-five. Their fourth strength of schedule. Or fifth strength of schedule. Florida yeah. State's fifty fifth in strength of schedule. <laughs> not, but so they, they play in the ACC. That's not their fault, yeah. though. Well, either. Georgia's thirty seventh in strength of schedule, well, and they're in the SEC. Well, but they didn't play anybody. In the <laughs> yeah, they didn't play yeah, anybody. Yeah. yeah, and Alabama scheduled Texas, so yeah, that's that right. helps a lot to bump that up. Exactly. Um, yeah, strength of uh, record is fourth, okay. and the fourth team, Ohio State, and everybody loses. <laughs> Everyone their <goes> freaking <laughs> minds. <laughs> Let's see. Four. Oh, so, oh my God. What? So they decided they went down to six. Oh, jeez. But Georgia's graphic came up, and I was like, they put Georgia at four, and they moved them to six. Oh, God. I was going to say, it was like, <laughs> my heart just stopped. Oh, I, was I was like, like wow. I was like, how can you math that one out? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Georgia's six. Georgia's six. Oh, so they're going six, five. They went one, two, three, six, five, four. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I love these producers, man. Uh, okay, my, so my, heart, five. my heart just dropped. Yeah. I was I like, was Georgia's like, okay. four. I was like, okay. No, they had four and five open. We're okay. just sitting here right now. Well, because five is, you're going to, it's whoever you reveal it as, right? This is the reveal. Ready for this? Yeah. Or who do you think? Give me your last thought. Four just got revealed. Who do you think? I think it's Bama. It is Bama. Wow, they put Florida State in. No, they, they did. Yeah, they took Florida State out. Florida State's five. Oh, Florida State's five. Alabama's four. Oh, my goodness. So, our wow. official matchups we got Michigan and Alabama, Washington, Texas. Wow. That's really shitty for Florida State. Kind of sucks. That's really sh- What else can you do? No. What else can you do? Damn. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a lawsuit coming. I'm not even joking. Like, that's tough. I, I, like seriously, because if you're Florida State, now that we have the official matchups, once again, that's Alabama versus Michigan in the one four, and then we have uh, Washington and Texas, Texas in the two three. Yep. Um, how, if you're Florida State, <sighs> wow, do you not go? Do you not go? This is bullshit. Seriously, how do you how do you not say that? That is insane. <sighs> I told you it was one of the two. Yep. It was either Florida yep. State was three, Texas was four, or yep. or Alabama's four, Texas three. That's how I, I thought it was going to shape am up. Stunned. It was crazy because the way they revealed it yeah. was they went Michigan one, Washington two, Texas three, Georgia was six, Alabama was the next number to come out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it's Alabama five. Right. I was like, I didn't know which one they were putting them in. Yeah, they put them at four. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And now this begs the question. I'm like, honestly, is this a the good outcome for Michigan? No, it's not. Not at all. Like, like, are, are we at the point where it's like, would George, like, would, like, because you had the spot where if Georgia won, you were going to play Washington. Is, yeah, was so, Washington almost rather the game you rather have had at the So point? here's, here is the, here is, it, from a Michigan slant, right? Yeah. I, I'm at this point. You're, you've won the Big Ten three straight times. You beat Ohio State three straight years. Grow the F up. 
and beat a good team. Oh, you? sure. Like, you know I'm, not, I mean? I'm like, not like, I'm not like, I'm like, beat whoever's yeah, like, if yeah. you're the number you one gotta team, do it. Beat you got to do it. Maybe this is better because this isn't a, like if this was Florida state, I feel like, Oh, we're going to play down to FSU now mm-hmm. where now you have to play. You got to beat Saban. You have to beat Nick Saban. You have to beat Nick Saban. Right. You know what I mean? I still think it's kind of shitty for Florida state though. Honestly. Ooh. Now is the, are these the better games? Yes. Absol- Unequivocally absolutely. a thousand percent. I'm not going to argue that, but you just set a precedence right now for all of college football that says we you didn't win sexy enough for us, and that's why you don't get in. You know what I mean? And that's shitty. That's really shitty because you're punishing the other 100 kids on that football team because one guy got hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's not what this game is about. It's never been about that. I know we're so quarterback heavy, but that is just not – um. Yeah, and so okay, so I'm gonna say this now. Yep, yep, yep because yep. I, I last year I think I said it and it fact checked me wrong. ESPN just announced Michigan Alabama will be the five o'clock game. Okay, and Texas and Washington will be the eight forty five game. All right, on January first. Okay, so now we know officially we're gonna be the first game yep. of the of the night. Wow, they're gonna oh yeah because Michigan's it's the Rose Bowl. Michigan oh. Alabama are the Rose Bowl. Okay, and okay. Texas and Washington's the All State Sugar Bowl. Right. I am fascinated um, on how I, I, I would really like to hear some sort of the rationale behind yeah, it. Yeah, they have, if you go to ESPN, obviously yeah. everyone listening right. to this has already right. listened to everything. Uh, on ESPN, they're doing like 1230, they're interviewing some of the committee members, mm. and like 1245, they're interviewing people to be like, what was the rationale and stuff. So if you want that deep dive, you can get it there. But yeah, that's your top four. Wow. Wow! 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 That's wow, crazy. Wow. That the your expression. I wish we we should have recorded this one. Just like the expression. Because when I said Texas three, you were like oh, four states four, baby. I oh said, yeah. Because well, I thought you were telling me it was five. That's oh, why I was okay. like when you said Florida, it's Florida State or it's Bam. I went wow. They put Florida well, State. That in. was the thing is I knew what Bama's thing yeah. came up, but they didn't put it in four or five. So I was like, oh, it's Bama. But they went Georgia six. So yeah. I thought they were going six five four. So I didn't know which one they actually put them in. I just knew it was Bama's symbol. Was first. I am. I am still a little bit in shock, quite frankly. Um, I still, I don't think they got. I let me put it that. They got it right in terms of you want the per, on the percentage of best quality games. They got it right. Yep. I think in I think every it, other this, criteria, though, you got it wrong. This is this is the final four of best eye test gets in. Mm-hmm. Right, rather than. So the resume, conference championships, yeah. none of I that matters. I will say though, I'm. I mean, in terms of if you're gonna put the four in, at least like they put Texas in over Alabama, which like is higher, right. Which, which is, is right. right. Like yep. they took games into account, yeah. Which I was happy about because if you just went four, you put two one-loss teams over an undefeated conference champion, though. You did that, like take all the other stuff out of it because I think you. I think in those situations, that's how it gets drilled down to is where you went. We're gonna take two teams that are the conference champions that both have a loss. Like, honestly, more than, like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, if you're Florida State, you go, there's nothing else we could have done. There's literally nothing else they could have done. Yeah. And they're sitting there themselves, like, so wait, wait, hold I, on. I guess, like, Cincinnati got in. I was going to say, technically, <laughs> the, the, like, they could have been more impressive. Agreed, like, I guess. Like, when you watch that Louisville game, you're oh, like, terrible. You're like oh, terrible. both these teams can't move the ball at all against Louisville. Like, I, it's like, so what are you doing let me ask you game? this before we go off air, because we're, we're going to spend a ton of time previewing these games, right? I don't want to get too deep into the wall here. If this was, let's just say, it's hard for me to say this, okay? Let's just say it wasn't Florida State, 
Mm-hmm. Let's just say, let, let's let's flip the script a little bit. Okay, let's put Michigan in this exact same scenario. They're yeah. undefeated, mm-hmm. right? But let's say the big, like Ohio State is six and five. Yeah. Or, 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 or just off, like 10 and three, nine and three, whatever. Something, yeah. something to a that good, effect, right? Just now, a good team. They're good, not great, right? They're a top 15 program, and they win. And Michigan wins, mm-hmm. okay? They're undefeated. They win the Big Ten. But Florida State's, or let's just say Clemson of old is there. Bam is there. They win at one loss. Texas is there with one loss. Do you mm-hmm. think Michigan gets in? Or do you think the the other winner, the other conference champion? And you're saying game? JJ's hurt? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if they get in. Right. I, I think they do. I think they do. Because it's yeah. because it's, and, and I'm not trying and this and this is because and this is coming from a Michigan fan. I understand the bias. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested to feel like if this was Alabama or Michigan or even Georgia with a conference championship with no losses, but the other teams look more impressive mm-hmm. than you did on your road to your conference championship win, would they have maybe made more of a, a concerted effort to get them in as compared to Florida State who at yeah, the current moment, maybe. maybe not as sexy. I mean, I, I pulled up earlier where I was like, I think if, like, Michael Penix was a guy who got hurt, yeah. I don't think Washington gets in. What's crazy is they had a 97% chance of making it today. Florida State? Yeah, that was the right. It was wow. 99% for Michigan, 99% for on, Washington, on, and 97% for Florida State. The odds on FanDuel were really high for this four. Oh, yeah, I'm sure like, it, was. it was. like plus, like, 1,000 for this four, yeah. exactly, yeah. to get that. Vegas, you don't, you don't fuck with Vegas on this kind of stuff. But... um. Interesting. It was interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited because uh, we get some banger games. Hopefully. Unless, Hopefully. Unless Michigan gets steamrolled or something. Yeah, the sad part is out of all four of those, we're the ones that are like most likely to get. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, listen, if Michigan wants to win a national championship, you got to beat good teams. Yeah. Stop being afraid. Play up. Be the better team and win. You're better. You're, you're, yeah. the, you're the number one team in the country. This is, this is the first time um, in a hot minute where I think like, Everyone in there is going to have to play two hard games to win. Yeah, there's no cakewalk team. There's, like, there's no there is T- no Cincinnati, no Cincinnati, no, no TCU, no shit Notre Dame team, no bad Michigan State team that has really good defense but can't score. Yeah, like you have to. There is four teams that you can make the argument right now. Any of them walk out as a national champion, you go, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, and that's the fun part. Yeah, and I think that's the part it's, where I think, I think that, you're going to get two good. That's games probably the tipping point for them. Honestly, they went. We're really tired of seeing this one four matchup be a total shit show every year. Yeah. And honestly, if, I mean, I don't think Texas, Michigan necessarily would have been a shit show. But if you, if you, no, did no, your, I mean, like if they would have put Florida yeah, State, yeah, you put in. Florida yeah, State yeah. in there. I think them. I think Florida State against Washington. Actually, there is a little bit of something there because I think that defense mm-hmm. can help out with Penix a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Florida State just a little bit of a mismatch in that in those four Man. without Jordan Travis. Interesting. Very fun. Very fun indeed. So once again, guys, that's Michigan number one facing number four, the Alabama Crimson Tide. And you got number two, Washington Huskies facing the number three, Texas Longhorns. Go blue, I guess. (laughs) We're going to find out real quick and in a hurry. But that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, we're going to review NXT deadline because I'm a bad host and forgot to preview it. Um, Spoiler alert, things happened. Um, we're going to be probably talking some, we'll probably check in on the NFL again too, as we kind of get into the last month of the season. Um, lots of other good stuff coming your way guys, but that's going to be it on behalf of the missing whale man. He's the Merck. So Mike Merkel, I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. Sorry, Florida state fans. And that's going to be it for this week. See you guys all next time.